broadcasting live from the R&R Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Ponsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. I, there's, there's not really a, a good answer to that. Uh, the plays just kind of were there when they were there, and we called the right plays against the wrong coverage, and three plays, and we got down the field. Uh, there's, there's no real good answer for that. That's Foster Moreau talking about uh, what turned out to be a foreteller of what was to come. Uh, the Raiders started their opening drive on the nine-yard line of the Bengals thanks to a 30-yard fumble recovery by uh, Dalen Levitt, and they went all of one yard over three plays, had to settle for a field goal. It pretty much set the tone offensively uh, for the for the rest of the day. And on that sequence, um, bad execution. I thought the play calling was head-scratching, to say the least. Uh, at various other times, it was a lack of execution penalties. It, it was just the whole nine yards and the whole gamut. But as Lincoln said to end uh, the last segment, they have to get back to playing smart football. There's very few teams that are good enough to overcome bonehead plays, con- consistently bonehead plays. Uh, and the Raiders aren't one of them. And so um, it's just you, you they, they, they can't keep doing that. It's like a bad dream right now for them uh, that they can't wake up from. Um, just shooting themselves in the foot in critical sequences. Um, and again, to reiterate, they're just not good enough. Uh, they're not built that way right now. And Lincoln, before we get to the calls, what's so disappointing too, um, really when you think about it, is this is usually the time of year where physicality becomes something that 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 the good teams sort of hang their hat on. Look yep. at what the Indianapolis Colts are doing. You know, they're just really getting after people mm-hmm. uh, right now. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's when that the weather starts getting bad, you don't know, you know, uh, if you're going to be throwing up against the wind, Mm -hmm. um, and, and having to maybe not be able to throw the ball as much as you normally do. So gosh, darn it, you're going to have to run the ball. And that's just the way it is. And what really worried me, um, uh, and stood out to me earlier this year, when the Raiders played some teams that were vulnerable against the run, even against those teams, Lincoln, they just weren't you, you. They weren't able to get the run game going. And I would go in there as a reporter, like you know, you, you write out what are the keys to winning, everything like that, and you look at the stats of the other team, and we would talk about it on the radio. Wow, well, the San Diego Chargers are vulnerable against the run. This is going to be this could be a big night for the Raiders uh, in the run game. Never happened, and it hasn't happened. Um, and to expect it, like you said, probably not to happen coming down the stretch. Um, I think I think you might be uh, you know just holding your breath for something that might not happen, but it it's disappointing that they're not as physical as they need to be right now. Well, it is, and but but here's the thing, you know, it, it was, and you you reminded me of it when you said San Diego Chargers are no longer the San Diego Chargers, like we're no longer the Oakland Raiders. It was set up to a bad tone even by Joe, Jerome Booger, the uh, Booger, the uh, the referee, when he said yeah. Oakland is one of the deferred. But you know what. I would say probably their most productive run game, and I don't have the numbers up right in front of me, it was probably in Denver, right? They probably had the most rushing yards. That um, and um, they had like a, a buck 30 or so against the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about the Dolphins. Yeah. So, I, you know, there were times where – and and look, when it comes to, when, when it comes to being physical, um, it doesn't usually start out like you dominate 
somebody from the beginning of the game. Let's face it, those guys get paid too, so they're no yep. not slackers. But you eventually wear them down. You have to have the ability to wear them down. Yep. A lot of times you'll hear people make the reference where sometimes those two- and three-yard gains will now in the second half and the fourth quarter will become five, six, seven big breaks. So that's what you want to do. You want to wear people down. The Raiders have not necessarily had the ability to do that. And, it, and it's twofold. And the thing is like this, is like, even in this past game, King and Drake gets in there, has a nice run. First down, nice, nice little game. They come back, and Derek decides to check down the ball to him on the second play, the next play. He's a little tired. I mean, I understand they get paid, but you, this, is what, this is what bothers me sometimes about the predictability of this offense. When you have a big play at a player, you want to go back to him. No, go to someone else. Find someone else and make it purpose so that you're finding someone else. Don't wear the guy down. More importantly, don't become so predictable in your, in your move to where it's like, oh, uh, you, you've got Josh Jacobs in there, so I know you're going to try to run a, in between the tackles. That's that's why we need to change that. That's why we need to have more screen games. That's why we should have more crossing routes. That's why we should run a lot shorter game like people have run against us rather than trying to stretch the field. I'm all for the all goes and the seam routes, the big plays. But, you know, Foster Moreau made a reference to the three plays on the goal line where they couldn't get anything. Well, the thing is, is that the Raiders were able to take advantage of the Bengals on the three plays where they scored a touchdown. And that was, and that was mainly because you know they caught the the the, the Bengals slipping, uh, and and the touchdown to Foster Moreau was great recognition by Derek. Understand he's got an athletic tight end on a linebacker, put the ball up in the air, and he's going to go up and get it. That, those are the types of things that you want to make plays of the matchups. Those are there for the taking. You just don't want to get a level of predictability like there sometimes that happens in these football games. Yeah, uh, it also doesn't help that Josh Jacobs couldn't find his helmet. To start the game, that's why Peyton Barber got that first carry no. uh, of the game. That's that that's probably the equivalent of what 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 was it? The they had to burn a timeout to win the game in overtime, or something like that, because they didn't have the holder out there. Whoever ever was was it AJ Cole? Yeah. Somebody wasn't out there. I mean, that's inexcusable. It's like, dude, really? What what, what are we doing? Are we not professionals here? This is literally <laughs> the quote from uh, Greg Olson: "The first play of the game, someone had taken Josh's helmet and accidentally put it on their head without realizing it." So we didn't have Josh available for the first run of the game. That first down, which was a good I, – I didn't mind the play call right no. there, you know, from the 10-yard line. Uh, but it sure would be nice having Josh Jacobs run it rather than the third-string running back. Well, why did – why, why couldn't King Drake do it? He wasn't in there. couldn't do it either. He's the I, second one. Maybe, maybe that's not his number call. You know, no, it's, I, it's, I, I he's run the play before. He's, he, he did it in um, – what was it? The Giants game? I think it was. No, you know, he's done it before. It's, yeah, it's a set I don't know. Point. Yeah, you know, I don't maybe, know maybe maybe they maybe it was like one of those uh, we got to find somebody. Maybe uh, got to go now. The, the guy yeah. that was closest to the coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was Peyton. But I mean, it's little things like that. Like yeah. good teams don't do that. You can't put your. I, I It doesn't sound like it was Josh's fault. It's not like somebody inadvertently grabbed his helmet. But it's just like you you know as with with things going the way they are, that's the last thing that you need is is you know. Uh, the attention to detail or not having the attention the attention to detail. Uh, and that's, that's where required. the focus, that's where the focus comes in. That's where yeah. playing smart comes in. You that's, that's a, uh, that's a great statement, Vinny, because the attention to detail is not there and it hasn't been there for a lot of games. And that's why, one of the reasons why the Raiders are in the position they're in right now. Yep. Uh, we're going to go back out to the Raider nation listener line. George, our Charles is in Kentucky. How you doing, Charles? Hey guys, how you doing? I, I was going to try to make three points to you guys. I hope I can get them all in here. Go Number one, I, I, I w- I've been a car fan, a car supporter. I took 
took up for him all year long. But I, I am tired of his press conferences and him saying that he'll do anything to win, but he won't run three yards for a first down. I watched Tom Brady run for a first down last night. I watched Aaron Rodgers. I watched Herbert almost run for a touchdown. And, I, and I, Lincoln, you've played this game. I played a little bit, not not like you have, you know. But if you're on the sidelines and you're playing defense or offense for this team and your quarterback, he didn't want to give up his body to help this team, that has to play on their heads. They have to be thinking, you know, next year I'm going to get a contract somewhere. Why am I going to kill myself when my quarterback stands on a podium and tells everybody I'll do anything to win, but come game time he won't. If he runs the ball three or four times a game, the whole defense, they have to change the defense, which helps our running backs, which helps our receivers. With that being said, I want to say another thing. Carr is Carr's own, own worst enemy. Now, you look back to when Musgrave was there. He was in Carr's butt all the time, and, and Del Rio hated that, but Carr was playing good because Carr is one of them players. I played football, like I said, not nowhere near like you, Lincoln, but there's certain players you have to be on them all the time, and they perform, and then there's certain ones you don't. Carr is one of them players. We're four weeks, five weeks removed from Gruden, and Carr is going back to his old ways. He don't have that dominant figure to get in his ass. Oops, he has to have that. I'm sorry, that's just who Carr is. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers. If you keep on him, Carr performs. But he, when he's making his own decisions out there, he's a nightmare, just like one Musgrave left. And that's the thing. And the other third thing I want to say is, five weeks ago, we made a horrible decision. Not a horrible one, but the wrong decision. There's no way, and I will argue you, you, with you two until I pass out, that Gus Bradley should not be the head coach of this game because he would get on Carr. When Carr made dumb decisions, Bradley would be on him coming to the sideline. I have nothing against Passaccio, but Bradley should be the head coach of this team. He came from one place to go into the Super Bowl, and that's just a bonehead move. I don't. The Raiders, for some reason – cannot get out of their own way. You have a coach that came from one play to go into the Super Bowl, and he hasn't got a say on anything going on around him but the defense. It's a mistake. Uh, real quick, Gus Bradley wasn't the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars at that point. He had already um, left the scene. Uh, that was his team that he built, but he wasn't the head coach. If you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, you know, uh, he had he already. Built, he did build that team, and he was the head coach. He did build the team. He was the head coach, but he wasn't the head coach of that team that went to the NFC that that went to the AFC. Okay, Champions I stand to be corrected on that, but still, yeah, no worries, no worries. I understand. Um, but and and, have- and the points taken, uh, and I, I we really appreciate the call. But Lincoln, um, the decision not to go to Gus Bradley, and we talked about it at the time, and I can't go back and say, um, and 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 you know, pretend like I didn't say this at that at that time because I did. I thought it was the right move because I felt like. Uh, the path to least resistance, the path that caused the least amount of disruption was let Greg Olson be the head coach of the offense, let Gus Bradley be the head coach of the defense, let Rich Bisaccia, who was a special teams coach, kind of be the overseer of, of things, you know, making the calls on fourth down and, you know, whether the punt it, all, the, all, all those big picture um, uh, decisions during the course of a game. But I felt like taking Gus away from the defense to be the head coach and kind of splitting some of his focus, I didn't think that was the right thing to do. Not at that time, that time of the year. I agree. I, I, I think that, I mean, I understand the point, but and Gus has had head coaching experience. Hell, Greg Olson has had head coaching experience. But I, I just think you, you would alienate from your set of coaches if 
a, a coach you just signed this year becomes your interim head coach. And, you know, Rich Passaccio has been there with, with, uh, with John, as, so has Greg and a couple other coaches, so they know the way, the, the, the routine. You don't want to shake up too much. And different guys come in with different views. So I agreed with the point as well. But, you know, much to his point earlier when he was talking about car running, I've always been yeah. very critical of car running. And, you know, I've asked quarterbacks this, and I think, I think it was Jim Plunkett who most pointedly said, sometimes you just, you're just not cut off that cloth. It, it, it's, not, it's not like you can't do it. We know he can do it. He's, he's a quick athlete. It's just that he doesn't do it. It doesn't click in his mind, run. You know, oh, I got an opening. Run, and believe me, I've seen this offense in many ways. When when you in most offenses today, when you look around the league, um, quarterbacks that can run and can use their legs, extend the pocket, extend the plays, have a lot more opportunities to throw downfield. It's not the case here. Yeah, and you know, you look at it when 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 Derek starts moving to his right uh, outside the pocket, um, it's generally not going to work out well. You know. Um, when he gets outside the uh, the rhythm of the play and then having to go, um, you know, create, use his legs to buy some time and then go find an open receiver, it just feels like optically nine times out of ten, uh, he's probably going to chuck it away. Um, and that's going to be the end of it, basically, or, or, or check down uh, to somebody. It, it just it, it feels like here we go. This is this play is dead, basically. Once that happens, whereas there are other quarterbacks. And I think if you're looking toward the future, you know, this is this might be something that the Raiders uh, consider when when at some point they're going to have to replace Derek Carr straight out. Um, the question is, when is that going to happen? But, you know, you would think that the Raiders would probably look to somebody that's going to be able to make some plays with their legs uh, as well. It's just such an important part uh, of this game. Otherwise, you know, when you don't have to honor that as a defense, you don't have to honor it, and it doesn't become a factor uh, in your in your game planning. But I'm I'm with you. I think there's times when he can definitely go run and get four or five yards. And I know John Gruden, uh, you know, was on him uh, about that, um, and and others have been on him about that. But um, he just doesn't seem you know willing or able. I don't know what the case is uh, to even try. Sometimes back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Big Jose is in San Jose. How you doing, Big Jose? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I don't mean to pile on Derek Carr, but I'm 54 years old, man, and I remember being, you know, seven years old in 1974 and watching a left-handed legend by Kenny, you know, named Kenny Stabler. And my horrible years of football were I was blessed with having great quarterbacking, Kenny Stabler, and then on to uh, Jim Plunkett, who came in and won nine straight games after replacing Pastorini to win a Super Bowl. And then survived some years with, like, the Rusty Hilgers and the Mark Wilsons and all that. But I remember going back to Derek Carr's rookie year and Matt Flynn being in the, in the play as well. And I remember a specific play at the Coliseum in the final preseason game against the Seahawks where we got a turnover about the 40, our own 40-yard line. And I remember, you know, watching Derek Carr on a bootleg rollout where they moved the pocket and then throwing down the sideline on a 50-yard touchdown play to, I believe it was Crabtree, right? Where's that guy? I remember seeing that play and going, that's going to be our quarterback for the future. That's what you do when you get a, when you get a turnover. You, you take a shot downfield, right? You send a message, and that's, you know, inevitably what got him the starting job. And I just think, you know, that guy's not there anymore. What happened? You know, maybe he's not being equipped with the right play schemes. Like, what happened to getting our guys like 
Josh Jacobs or Drake out in space on bubble screens or go routes or dig routes? What happened to the slant pass that you can play, you know, well or with the big, the big, that big target being a slant pass target, you know, for run after uh, yards after the catch runs and then being able to exploit, you know, the, the plays downfield. You know, that type of offense doesn't happen. We're not moving the pocket. We're not giving them time to throw and then he's checking down, you know, so it's, it's a lot of that kind of stuff that's changed. He's not the same guy. I don't know if it's because of the day, he, you know, in 2016 when he broke his ankle and there's been, you know, talk about him being skittish and always, you know, hearing footsteps like, you know, hey, I'm a, I'm a grown man and, you know, if I had a guy barreling down on me, I'd be a little afraid too. But, you know, my job, you know, as a quarterback, you know, if I'm Derek Carr, is, you know, put my team in a position to win and checking down and not looking for those kind of plays, you know, isn't that. Yeah, uh, thanks for the call, uh, Big Jose. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, Lincoln, you know, I was watching some of what the the Bengals were doing to attack, like you said, the middle of the field with a little bit of just kind of like little slant passes uh, that that, are, that picked up easy five, six, seven yards um, just on the catch alone, let alone, you know, what happens, you know, when, when you get a little full head of steam going and pick up another eight yards or so. Uh, easy plays. And it just feels like, that's not in the Raiders uh, repertoire. I don't see those same type of little, you know, slap patterns uh, to pick up an easy, you know, seven yards. Am I missing something? No, you're not missing something. They don't do it. I mean, that's what, that's what the level predictability offense comes down to. I mean, they're, they're, if you look at, you look at the big plays, if you go have a chance and even sometime in the off season, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll look at it. The big plays where they were able to stretch the field down, you know, say 20, anywhere 15 yards beyond. Those plays are the same plays they've always run. It's all goes. This guy's running seam routes, taking advantage of linebacker matchups and stuff like that. And it's just what Foster Moreau caught the touchdown on. I mean, what Darren Waller had the, the, the pass where he was wide open in the middle. Those are the seam routes. Okay. And they all go. So they do that. They don't really have a short game. They've tried to establish it with Hunter Renfro, but there's more opportunities to establish it with other people. Now, if you look at the Cincinnati, what they did with their, their slot receiver and their tight end is they would have line up in, in a bunch formation, two or three guys on one side, and one, two guys would run out and just clear the way, and they, the other guy would fall in behind, just throw him a short pass, five-yard yeah. pass, and the yards after the game. So, you know, and that's what's been plaguing the Raiders, the middle of the field, because what it does is it puts Denzel Perryman, who's playing awesome at an all-pro level, but he is not a good coverage linebacker. He is not good in space, and he struggles. Littleton can't do it all. They're missing a lot without Kukowski in there because Kukowski could do it part of their dime, but he's not, he's not playing. So it puts your, your linebacker, your starting linebacker, in, in, a, in, a, in a difficult position. You can't necessarily sub him out all the time on non-passing downs, which they tried this last time to put K.J. Wright in there, but it just it seemed awkward. It seemed rough for him as well uh, to take over for Denzel Perriman in those situations. That's why the middle of the field is wide open for uh, against the Raiders. They don't have anything that they, they can do in the scheme that prevents that. It's a bend-but-don't-break mentality. Offensively, to your point, Vinny, they don't implement it. They don't have crossing routes. They should have crossing routes. All they have is little pivot routes where they're back, checks to make sure the protection sound, and then comes out and turns around. And Derek, nine times out of ten, if his primary receiver is gone down the field, intermediate long routes, he's going to take that. That's what they do, and that's what they've always done, and that's why there's a level of predictability to it. Yeah, um, I've, I've watched a few teams now attack the Raiders uh, in a similar way. Um, 
Travis Kelsey the other night, you know, and I know Chiefs it's Travis did it. Kelsey. Yep. Chargers did it. Chargers did it the same way with their tight ends. They forced Denzel Perriman to try to cover Jared Cook. There was a height advantage uh, for, for, for the Chargers. They took advantage of it. Their tight ends, their tight ends in the middle of the field. Take advantage of it. They, you've got undersized guys, whether it's your middle linebacker or your free safety, that can't cover taller tight ends. And that's what I'm talking about with if you can't run it and they, they, they haven't been able to run it a- adequately – um, and, and if certain other parts of your offense are being taken away, it's just you got to figure out a different way. And that's what coaching is all about. And would would John Gruden have made some of these? I, I don't know. You know, you, this was his baby. This was his. That's what he's good at. Um, and, and, you know, scheming it up and, and designing plays is, is something of a specialty of his. Maybe not having that voice has, has, has uh, hurt them as well. Uh, there's no doubt about that to, uh, in, in my mind. Um, but again, the, the, it is what it is, and you've got to figure out a way uh, to start winning some games, even if you have to do things slightly differently um, and, and open your mind to some different things. Uh, to date, at least in these three weeks, it, it, it doesn't feel like they, they, they have been. And that's disappointing, Lincoln, because if you go back to those games against the, or the Eagles and, and the Denver Broncos, they were running screen passes. They were putting things in that they hadn't been using, and they were utilizing them to their benefit. They were making big plays or big chunks of yards uh, out of them, but they've even gotten away from that uh, as well. It's kind of inexplicable to me. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio 928 on a Tuesday. Interact with the show. Text Benny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Benny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Benny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Uh, you know, we started 3-0, and uh, but at the same time, we put a lot of bad ball on tape. Would you not agree? Uh, we didn't start fast in those games, and we wound up coming back and making plays and um, we were able to win those games because uh, we just kept fighting till the end, right? So it's about sticking to the plan, truthfully, and um, controlling what you can control. Really, that's all. That's all you could do. Because if you try to go outside of the realm of your reach, you're 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 going to spread yourself too thin. And that's that's about all all I can say about that. That was Foster Moreau on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Lincoln talking about, yeah, we were three and zero, but there were some flaws at that point too. Um, didn't put a lot of great football uh, on the uh, on the tape. Kind of won in spite of themselves, and you know it's just not a, a sustainable. And I wrote about this today. You know, Derek Carr talked about it. You know, hey, we were talking about it in the building. Like, if in, until we get these things cleaned up, unless we get these things cleaned up. These are the things that are going to start biting us at some point. And, you know, we could talk about the Gruden thing. We could talk about Henry Ruggs and all that. Um, but the fact is the Raiders haven't done right by themselves in terms of growing away from some of those flaws uh, that they were able to overcome earlier in the year. But that's just that was just almost a matter of time, Lincoln, before that started really being part of their uh, demise and the reasons why they lost games. You just can't keep making those same type of mistakes, falling into holes, not being able to run the ball, 
dumb penalties, um, it's just not sustainable, Lincoln. No, it's not. And we talked about it. And we talked about it, you know, uh, uh, in the early part the of the show. I, I, you know what I mean? It's it's we at the top. I, we talked about it. The bonehead penalties, the the, the miscues, turnovers are going to happen. Breakdowns yeah. are going to happen. Individual breakdowns. Guys are going to get beat. That's that's all part of it. You, but you're you're supposed to be competitive. You're supposed to be able to overlook that. But that's a total team effort. It's not just the players. It's the coaches. You know, and I, I've said all along. You know, if if you know, for example, if 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 I'm an opposing offensive coordinator, and I'm going up against the Raiders defense, I'm not going to sit back there and try to hold on to the ball for too long because that pass rush is going to get to me. I know that. So what are you doing? You're going to take. You're going to you're going to dink and dunk against. Me. Now you've seen it a number of weeks in a row. There have been a number of people who do it. Now you need to adjust. That's a coaching error. You see what I'm saying? That's where coaches mm-hmm. come in. And, and just uh, similarly to offensive-wise, scheming-wise, you have to put a better game plan together because now you, you, teams are picked up on what you can do and what you can take away. Hey, we know who 83 is. You know, we, 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 we know who Hunter Renfro is. We know those guys. We're going to take them away. You're going to have to find some other way to beat us. And then that, that comes into coaching. You have to open up and do some other things. A weapon is only a weapon if you use it. You can leave it sitting on the shelf. People say, oh, that looks nice. It really looks good in uniform. But if you don't use it or you don't try to use it, it's not a weapon. And that's what I'm referring to. So, you know, to, to your point, Vinny, they have to play smarter, first and foremost. Can't keep shooting themselves in the foot with stupid penalties that are avoidable. There's no reason why an offensive lineman should jump off sides at home. No reason. <laughs> or a defensive lineman should line up in the neutral zone. Exactly. No reason. Absolutely no reason. And you know what teams are going to do against you now. So collectively, within the games that they played, where you're at at this point in the season, you know how teams are going to attack you. You've got to prepare for it. And, and, and you know, I'm of the mindset, like when it comes to the defensive front, I don't want to take any of their tenacity away. But these little short passes might be avoidable if guys find a way to get their hands up, especially in the interior part. But I know they're too busy rushing. That's just my dream. You know, if I'm talking about adjusting to what I've seen, you know, if our guys are rushing and they're not getting there right away, find a way to put their hands up. Take might take a lot of knock a lot of these little short passes down because they'll be in position to do to take those lanes away. But they're so focused on getting the pass rush, which I respect that they that they don't see that. But that's a, that's how teams are going to attack the Raiders. We're not going to hold on to the ball. More importantly, if you see number twenty four covering one of your receivers or your linebacker, that's a mismatch. I love yeah. Jonathan Abrams' tenacity, but he's not well in space. He does he can't cover, and, and you know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, we're gonna go to uh, to some callers here right, r- real quick. But uh, when we get back, and I, and we're definitely gonna touch on it tomorrow too, Lincoln. Um, you know, they started giving up the edge on the run game. Yes. To that left side, and I, I was totally thinking about you uh, as I was sitting over in my area of the press box, thinking about myself. I know Lincoln's not happy <laughs> seeing seeing that because it got too easy mm-hmm. for them to get around uh, the left edge uh, and just pick up nine, ten, eleven yards. Um, and I talked to talked to uh, Gus Bradley about that last night uh, when we were able to talk to him, and you know he just he he put it on himself a little bit because they were doing some things to kind of take away some of that pass that they were trying to do. Yep. Um, what you were talking about, but then that's that's the thing that you do as an offense to set somebody up. Okay, you're going to take it away now. You're going to make that adjustment to take that away. Now this is how we're going to attack you, uh, and that's again complementary football and taking advantage of 
what the defense is adjusting to take away from you and then saying, okay, fine, we're going to go in this direction now. And that's, to me, been lacking from the Raiders uh, as well these last three weeks. Uh, just that creativity or that willingness to yeah. kind of, um, you know, adjust to the adjustment. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Dave is in Dallas. How you doing, Dave? Dave in Dallas, are you there? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Doing good, thanks. Um, well, I called uh, your boy Q earlier, and uh, I didn't get to finish what I was saying. And so, actually, I'm sitting here reading, and I had some stats for you. And uh, my main question, which is what I asked him on whenever I got cut off on the time limit, uh, and it was the end of the show, so I didn't really get to ask that question. But I'm going to ask you, and I just read it. Actually, Josh DeBoe called him out. But I just want to know, why is everyone saying that Derek Carr said he called an audible to third and six to a run when he did not? He never said that. And Josh DeBoe called yeah. Josh DeBoe called him out and said, "Just for you, Vic Kafer," and said, "What did he say? I don't I don't remember the uh, I wasn't on the um, the call last night. So what, what, what did he say? Twenty eight times on third and six since two thousand eighteen and converted seven of them. Okay, I'm sorry, I missed I missed the first part. What did you say? So. Josh DeBoe said, Vic Caver, this is for you. The Raiders called run plays 28 times on third and six and converted seven of them. So that's just a play call that they do. Derek Carr never said he audible to that. Well, it looked like to me like he audible to it. And, you know, I don't think that just because Josh said that they've called that play, it doesn't distinguish, Lincoln, whether the play came from the sideline or was one of the package of plays that Derek got. Uh, in his headset for that particular look. Um, so I don't think that Derek said he did or didn't. I just think that I saw, and Lincoln, you know this better than I do, on that third and eight, it looked to me like he changed the call at the line of scrimmage. It looked like it looked like he called for it. It looked like yeah. he called for the run. Now, now I, my thing is this, is even if he didn't, it's not an advantageous run. They were overloaded. There was no zero safeties. They were all in the box. Count the men in the box. If you don't have numbers, get out of it. Yeah, check that's something the other, else. Right. I don't I it it seemed to me like he um It looked like, like he checked it. It looked like he checked to it. Yeah. So I I don't think anything's been definitive in terms of did he make the audible or was it from the sideline? Uh he um Josh is just pointing out that a similar play or a similar run play um on in that situation has resulted in X amount of first downs uh compared to the X amount of times uh, they ran it. But I don't think that and I'll go look at Josh's tweets, but I don't think Josh is saying um, that Derek Carr did or did not audible. I'm, I, I think more, you know, uh, bigger picture. He was just saying it's not the worst play in that situation. But to but to Lincoln's point, regardless of the down and distance, it's about what the defensive scheme is. That exactly you're right. Li- what you're lining up at. against. And and, and to me, it's like Derek is not. He's not a rookie. He's not brand new to this offense. He knows enough of this offense. To where he can, I, I honestly, I feel with yeah. my heart that he can go up to the line. You say, you know what? Oh, you know what? Check, 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 check. Let's do, you know, black 38, whatever it is. I don't know what plays, whatever he wants to call. But he has to have that wherewithal to where if you see that many guys over there, if you just look at that play from the pre-snap read, there were a ton of people over there. They were outnumbered. I know, it was very, it was very con- <laughs> 
very conspicuous. <laughs> so whether yeah, whether whether he audible to it or didn't audible out of it, it's still his his responsibility to to get them in the right looks. That's yes. what good that's what quarterbacks do. And 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 Lincoln, in his defense, he's done that quite a bit this year. Yes. He's definitely changed it to the right look and the right play plenty of times this year and throughout his career. For whatever reason, a play that they've had success with, and, and I do remember Derek talking about that. It's something that they've that they feel confident in, um, in in running. It just seemed at that time against that defensive look, it might not have been the best call right. to make or right. the call to stick with. You're uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Central Valley Raider uh, is on the line. How you doing, Central Valley Raider? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, um, I, you know, a couple things. I know you guys have been talking about um, creativity, and I think that is, you know, what we're lacking here. Um, you know, I, I go back and I look at some college games, you know, on Saturday, even on Sunday, Buffalo, I think. There, there's some creativity there. That I, I think I've seen some wishbone, you know, and I think back to what our personnel is. A lot of times, you know, you can't play certain – offenses or do certain things or get creative because you don't have the personnel well we have a fullback who is out so we put in monroe who is our fullback he can catch he can block and then we have drake and we have jacobs you know that can catch and they can block i don't understand when we're playing the 29th ranked defense you know how we cannot be creative so this does go back to me i don't i don't blame uh the the uh the head coach i blame the offensive coordinator and Derek carr because they are not creative. One, because Olsen has been a coach for many years. He's seen a lot of, of offenses, and I'm sure he's sitting there when he's watching film and on the other TV he sees a play, and he's like, hey, I, we could do that. Oh, that's, you know. I guess creativity has been lacking since Hugh Jackson was there. And I'm going back that far. I mean, when Hugh Jackson was there, you know, he had Reese, our fullback, doing some things that were insane. He would catch defenses off guard all the time. Um, and and then, you know, Carr. I mean, some uh, he's lost his heart. I hate to say that. You never want to say that about another man. But like the other callers were saying, he, like for some reason, he just does not want to run. And I think now it's starting to wear on players. They're giving up their bodies. They're doing what they, what they need to do. They're fighting to make that first down, to make that TD, and you have a quarterback that is willing to roll out to the left or to the right and point his finger, like, move, 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 and then he chucks it 10 yards out of bounds. So it just, I think we need to move, you know, Carr at some point. We need to get creative using, um, you know, Mariota. And and, uh, honestly, I I just feel like, like, in my profession, you know, if an administrator is losing his staff, people start to talk. People don't start uh, don't want to stay that extra time to support that administrator. Don't want to do those certain things. And I feel that in a way, that might be happening with Carr. I, I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. Maybe I'm talking out of my butt, but I just feel like there's not an energy that he's bringing. And, and maybe Mariota would change it up. Um, but we got to do something. And. Uh, I don't know. The wishbone, it sounds crazy, but I wonder if it is doable. What does Link think? Is it possible to throw in a, a wishbone player here or there just to, to be creative? So that's all I got, Vinny and Link. Thanks for everything you do, man. Happy Thanksgiving.
I'm out. You too, man. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not feeling the wishbone. Um, <laughs> I'm not, not going to go wishbone wish- route. I will say this: that if if you maybe don't, on Thanksgiving. No, I'll, I mean I'll, if you don't. Well, obviously, if you don't make the change uh, at, at quarterback, if and 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 just think it out loud. If you don't, it, in in a sense that we've seen Derek Carr do a zone read that this year was a disaster. He almost fumbled the ball. He got folded up in a certain way. When he kept the ball, tried to run around the corner, that wasn't happening. I even think that we saw him try to do a speed option. Um, and I think that was a failure, if I'm not mistaken. That didn't work. But my point is this, is that if you're not going to make a change at quarterback, then you're, 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 not going to, you're definitely not going to um, make a change to, to something like that. That's a little extreme. You could, you could do other things, other variables, like line up in a pistol and try to run the ball out. I mean, things like that. But don't, let's not ask Derek Carter to, to run. Not the whisper, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and, and you know, uh, I think Greg Olson had mentioned one of those plays down by the goal line uh, to start off the game on Sunday was an RPO. And I'm like, I, you know, when I hear RPO uh, with Derek, and maybe I don't understand that level of football, but there really is no RPO with Derek Carr. You, you know, that that's, that's viable. Yeah. He's not going to run the ball, and yeah. it's not who he is, and that's no detriment on on um, you know uh, on, on Derek Carr. He's just that's not the kind of quarterback that he is. So why even have that in your arsenal? Whereas I thought, you know, whereas I think that Mar- Marcus Mariota um, can help in that regard, and and Lincoln, we've talked about that. Are you going to lose Derek Carr? You know, if that package is in, I, Derek Carr's has been on on uh, record as saying he's fine with it um and and he's going to be okay with it and even if he isn't so what what do you what's what's the worst thing he Derek Hart doesn't appear to be the ty- type of guy that's just going to check out on you because he gets taken off the field on a third down for uh, occasionally um I don't believe that he would be um so I don't think that's even a consideration I think it's just a reluctance or the game is going so fast that guys you know that that you know that they either forget about it or it's not on their radar uh, at that point in time. But I think they need to be committed to it, and it needs to be on their radar, and they need to be prepared when they get into a third and you know short situation. Uh, have a menu of plays and options that they could go to with Marcus Mariota in the in the, in the at the drop of a dime. Um, and they need to start soon just to get it out there to see what it looks like to see if it can help because what's what's happening right now two of 16 on third downs these last two games obviously that's not getting it done you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy brought to you by Tequila and Bajoda Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday Interact with the show. Text Vinny and Lincoln on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Vinny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. The wishbone offense. I don't think that that's the answer, uh, Lincoln Kennedy. And I understand where, where the caller was coming from. Uh, a little bit of creativity. I think that, I think, you know, bringing in Marcus Mariota, um, you're not going to run the wishbone, but you could definitely, uh, with the weapons that the Raiders have uh, in their backfield, be able to run a viable and you know version of an RPO that not just takes advantage of Marcus's running ability and throwing ability, but it also can free things up perhaps for the running back because it, when you can run as a quarterback, Lincoln, 
and somebody's going to converge on you, a defender's going to converge on you, sometimes that's a fairly easy read. It should be an easy read anyway, whether to keep it in the running back's gut, run it yourself, or throw it. Well, look, I, I just think at this particular point, there's no harm in changing up and doing something a little bit unpredictable. Um, I'm not saying that you make him the starter, but would you agree that um, um, fans feed off of the energy of the field and players feed off of the energy of the fans? And when you have successful plays, you feed off of that energy that creates momentum. And that's what you need. That's what this offense has been lacking over the past three weeks. They've been dull. It's been it's been straight dead. And and part of it is the scheme on the other side of the ball. Give the other guys credit because they're keeping it away from the Raiders' offense. But when they're out there, if they're not shooting themselves in the foot, they're just not really doing anything. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, getting, getting people juiced up in the stands, getting the sidelines juiced up, kind of pulling yourself out of the funk that you're kind of in. Um, we've seen it before. You know, things can turn on a, on a dime, and it's just – Life kind of works that way, um, you know, and, and football works that way where you get a little bit of success, a little bit of, uh, um, you know, uh, a, a, a little bit of success, um, you know, uh, momentum going in your direction. It can go a long way. And Lincoln, um, I wanted to bring this up to you because the Raiders have dealt with a lot this year and to, to, to a lot of extent, they've, they've handled it pretty well. Uh, we mentioned earlier, nobody in that room had any say in any of the matter that happened uh, in terms of some of the losses uh, around here. Nobody. Um, those were, you know, individual situations that fell uh, onto the laps uh, from Mark Davis right on down uh, to the players. Inexplicably so, out of nowhere, just bolts of lightning. And I know the show must go on. There's no doubt about it. And the show has gone on. But to say that... Um, it doesn't have some sort of an effect, both tactically uh, and what you're seeing on the field in terms of what they're able to do, what they're capable of doing, uh, and emotionally. We'd be naive not to mention that, or not to uh, you know at least figure it figure it somehow, some way uh, into the equation. And when we talk, Lincoln, about some of these kind of bonehead uh, uh, mistakes that the Raiders are making. I also feel like there is a little bit of, I don't know, not that the weight of the world is on these guys' shoulders, but there's a lot of pressure right now, it just seems. and Not that the, not that they're walking on eggshells, but they understand the importance of the game. And some guys handle that well, some guys don't handle that well. Um, and I feel like there's a little bit of pressing going on because the type of penalties that they're that they're committing, um, take away the unique Ngakwe thing, that was just, you know, whatever we, we we know what that was uh, it just was foolishness but some of those other penalties just feels like pressure getting to guys in some way or form well i i if and it could very well be but you're professionals now and so yeah. when you call talk about the the length of the season and where we're at it shouldn't happen it's inexcusable i mean that you, I agree. you can't you and that's and that's what i'm getting to it's like you know you got fourth down and one midfield and you're going to go for it okay you're bringing in marcus mariota besides the point but you can't jump off sides at home you know you can't have a false start at brendan parker later in that game at home you know the 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 the, the penalties the miscues they're they're just killing now i will say that out of all the things that they they, they called uh, it, the you can say what you want about the ngakwe foul and be a tic-tac or whatever but he still can't touch him they're protecting quarterbacks. That's much as Sam's point was earlier. They're, they're protecting quarterbacks. You can't touch them. 
And you have plenty of steps where you don't have to touch them. Don't push them down. Don't touch them. Um, I did not agree with the Brandon Faison when they when they said helmet uh, to a defenseless player. I didn't agree I with didn't that either. one. I didn't either. And I but but if if you know <laughs> you've been in this position before, and if you know anything about the Raiders' histories, the refs have not been our fans. So why would you give them any anything to to go off of? That's why you don't do those pen, bonehead penalties by lining up in the neutral zone. That that's that's just inexcusable. Yeah, by the way, a uh, little tangent on uh, the, the Faison uh, penalty. Um, players, to me, are being put in an impossible position right now, Lincoln, because when you drop your shoulder in a um, in a way that you're taught how to do it, okay, and you're committing yourself and you're lowering your, your, your body in a way that's appropriate, you can't expect guys moving as fast as guys are to be able to adjust their head at the very last second because that guy has dropped his head as well um, that you didn't you couldn't have accounted for when you were dropping your shoulder to make your move sometimes it's gonna happen where helmets hit each other and it's inadvertent and it's just physics and angles and geometry oh i but, agree you know and and i it's 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 a difficult one for me because part of it was supposed to be the intent and they're trying to coach it up and, and make sure guys are understanding of the fundamentals in a way to tackle. But when you do it correctly, like Brandon did to start off with, it still doesn't guarantee that helmets aren't going to collide because there's another guy and another human being moving really fast as well. And for it to always be on the defensive player, I don't buy it. And I don't think it's right. And I think it puts players in, in a possible situation sometimes. And even referees uh, as well to make that call. To me, there has to be an arbitrator where a, a sky, eye in the sky that gets to look at some of those and say, you know what, that one wasn't it. Understand why the referee might call it in real time, but in actual time, looking at it, it wasn't a penalty. I uh, want to say thanks to Sam Gordon. I uh, want to say thanks to all our great callers. Thanks for the passion. I want to say thanks to Devon Cotton. Lincoln Kennedy will be back tomorrow, 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, Going to have some Thanksgiving hours tomorrow on Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m. We will talk to you then. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.